Hi and welcome to episode number 81 of the Introvert Biz Growth Podcast, the show where I talk to introverts who grow their business and make a difference. I'm Sarah Sinecroce and so happy that you're spending this time with me today for another episode. Let's talk about selling. (laughs) Selling is a tough topic for introverts, right? And my guest today is an expert at it. And he's also an expert at systems. Systems that help create strong and powerful relationships so you don't have to go out there and do all the networking events. Wow, tell me more, right? (laughs) Don't worry, we're not talking about salesy mass email systems. I invite you to listen to our conversation to find out what kind of system my guest today, Steve Gordon, is talking about, because it was a big aha for me, and I think you'll really like this systems approach as well, because it really has to do with building relationships. But first, let me tell you a bit about Steve. Steve Gordon is a best-selling author, the founder of The Unstoppable CEO, and the host of The Unstoppable CEO podcast, and has written over 400 articles on marketing for service businesses. Through his firm, he helps service business entrepreneurs create leveraged marketing systems so they can spend less time on business development and more time on what matters most. When he was just 28, Steve became the CEO of an engineering consulting firm, but he knew nothing about marketing or selling services. 12 years later, after growing that firm's revenue by 10 times, Steve started his second business consulting with businesses across 30 industries, including manufacturing, professional services, construction and consulting, to design sales, marketing and referral systems for high-ticket, high-trust products and services. He's here to share what he's learned throughout his journey to help you attract your ideal clients and achieve the business goals you've been dreaming of. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Steve Gordon. How are you, Steve? Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, so fun. Thank you so much. We just discussed offline that we have quite a few people that we know in common, (laughs) introverts, they seem to all kind of know each other. It's like this club. That's right. A secret club. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So I just read your official bio in the intro, but I want the unofficial stuff. So tell me all about Steve and what it doesn't necessarily say in your bio and also how that plays into you being an introvert. Sure. So, you know, my background is a technical background. I have a degree in a really tiny little discipline of engineering called geomatics and was really lucky when I got out of school. I was the 10th employee at a consulting firm and the founder kind of took me under his wing and mentored me. And um, about four years later, uh, he asked me to take over and run the firm as CEO. I didn't realize it at the time, but that was all sort of part of his exit plan. And, um, and so that was kind of how I got thrown into business, you know, and, and I certainly wasn't prepared for everything that we had to do to grow the business and, and to keep it going. And so uh, it, was, it was a real baptism by fire. But, you know, from there, we, we were able to grow that firm for the next decade or so. And then I left that in 2010 and, and started uh, my current business where we work with professional service providers who are, you know, maybe 
more interested in working with their clients than they are in going out and marketing. And so we help them build systems to market. And so I think that's where the kind of introverted part of me kicks in, or maybe the engineering part of me kicks in is that I've always used that to build a system to make up for the fact that, you know, I don't necessarily want to be out and, uh, you know, doing a lot of the the activities that you have to do to to sell and and grow Mm -hmm. business. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. The the minute you said systems, I'm like, my brain always goes to the Myers-Briggs personality kind of model. And I'm like, oh, he must be definitely a T in there because, oh yeah, Yeah. right? Yeah. So the systems approach, that's definitely the T. So uh, I love that. Yeah. So tell us more about these systems. Are are we talking, uh, you know, email automation or what kind of systems are, are you helping your clients with? All of that stuff is good, but for most of the the people that we work with, and honestly for our own business as well, they they don't sell things that are inexpensive. So we might work with a law firm or an attorney. Uh, We might work with an IT consultant or a, a management consultant, and they are asking their clients to spend a significant amount of money with them and also give them a great deal of trust. Mm-hmm. And so what, what we found over the years is that a lot of the marketing automation, all that stuff is great. It's wonderful. But it often will create very thin relationships between mm-hmm. you and, and the people you want to do business with. Mm-hmm. And so really, we have focused on, for our clients, building systems that help them create real and strong and powerful relationships. But, you know, so that you don't have to go out and and do the networking event, you know, that that's happening every Tuesday or go to the, the breakfast meeting where everybody's supposed to bring a referral or any of those sorts of things. And the way that we do that is we use podcasts, frankly. I mean, the, these are, this, to me, this is a great medium for somebody. I mean, if you're going to be in business and you're going to run, run a business, you can't be so introverted that you don't want to talk to anyone because it's really hard to actually take money. But if you want to put yourself in a situation where you have a controlled experience, that it's not all about sales at the beginning, that it's really about getting to know the person and shining a bright light on the good work that they're doing and being authentic about that. To me, the podcast is, is the perfect medium for doing that. So we build systems around that. And it's a lot of fun. Ah, that's, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, you said podcasts are, are a great tool for introverts. And it's so true because we think of podcasts of you know, these shows where you talk to a lot of people because potentially, yes, there's a lot of listeners. But the matter of the fact is, is that it's just right now, like the two of us having an intimate conversation. And what's great about these is that you can go really deep actually into topics. And that's what we like as introverts, right? So it's not just small talk. Hi, Steve, how are you? What do you do? (laughs) But it's like, really, we can go into deeper topics. And and I totally agree with you. Um, podcasts are a great system for introverts, especially. Yeah, we've, we've just found that it's a great medium for really building business friendships. Some of the people that I've interviewed, I've done now 111 interviews on, on our podcast. And, and, and some of those people have turned into really great relationships and great friendships. Um, and, you know, in some cases, we've done business together or they've referred business but it just is a great context for creating familiarity and doing that with somebody that maybe you haven't met before. The way that I used to do this, which was often really uncomfortable for me, 
was I, you know, I was responsible for business development for the firm. So I would go out to the networking events and I, I had to get to the point where I had a process for how I would do that, you know, because I never felt like I was really great at it. And I had to be real clear about what I was looking for in terms of the results that I was going to get from that event. And, uh, and that way that kind of spurred me to do it, but I was doing a lot of those mm. and it was taking a lot of time and had to do it because that was really part of my responsibility in, in my first business. But I, I probably spent 10 or 12 hours a week doing that sort of thing. And it was just energy draining. And mm. I started doing that again as I built this new business. And then finally, after a couple of years in 2012, I just went completely cold turkey on all of that networking. <laughs> and started then doing it through a podcast. Ultimately, that podcast worked so well, I stopped. And then, I, you know, we've started another one since then. But yeah, so that's how kind of I, I came to this as a really great way to connect with people. Yeah, and, and I want to just uh, repeat also what you said about the, because I mentioned email marketing as an automation and, and system, right? And you said, yeah, but that kind of seems to create thin relationships. Yeah, that really resonates with me because when I look at, um, you know, my ideal clients for my LinkedIn business uh, is also the consultant, right? Or an executive coach. And actually often these people, they're, they're not in this online marketing world so much. And so they don't want to receive all these automated emails where they don't mind listening to a podcast. So I think it's not that email automation is dead or it doesn't work. It just depends who your ideal client is. Would you agree with that? I do. And I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. I think it's a fantastic tool. In fact, we use email a lot, but it's easy, particularly for those of us who would maybe rather get into the details of learning how something like that works it's easy to go down the rabbit hole there and do a lot of things that aren't very productive. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're going to successfully run a business, that means you're going to be building relationships with people. And you certainly can do that with email. It's a great supporting tool. The danger is in getting distracted by it. And so um, we've got one client in particular, great guy, super great guy, brilliant at what he does. And he's a consultant and he has got this elaborate, email automation system in place. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, it's not creating the kind of relationships for him that he really had hoped that it would. I mean, he spent years building all of this out. It's like a Rube Goldberg sort of, you know, contraption lead comes in here and they do this and they go here and they get this follow up and all of that. Right. And, and I've been down that road. And so those tools are great. You've got to use them in the right context and they've got to be supporting your ultimate business goal. Right. Yeah. Thanks for uh, repeating that because I think it was an important point. So let's talk about your introverted superpowers, as I like to call them. So what would you think besides, so networking, but in a different kind of way, right? Because what we're doing on podcasts is almost also could be called networking, but because what we're building is also relationships. So besides that, can you think of another introverted superpower that you have and apply a lot in business? One of my mentors, a guy named Dan Sullivan, who founded Strategic Coach, has this concept called unique ability. And the way to think about that is what's the like, thing you're really, really good at, maybe even 
world-class at, and it also gives you a lot of energy, and it's something that you could wake up and be excited and enthusiastic if that's what you got to do every day for the rest of your life. For me, that's taking ideas, and so I read a lot, and uh, it's taking ideas and looking for where they can be combined and simplified and sort of translated for people to make it easy for them to understand and easy for them to take that and then take action and, and win. And so we've really built our business around that capability that I think I have. And I love doing that. I, I love pulling in as much information as I can from everywhere and, and sort of distilling it. It's a lot of fun. There's that researcher mind again from the T in your... Uh, yeah, it all, <laughs> funny how that works, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Great. What about something that's still challenging for you in your business because of your introverted nature? Probably the thing that is most challenging, particularly as we build our team and, and we grow, is managing the team and staying in communication with the team and you know doing those leadership things. Mostly because, you know, my default is is not to be constantly communicating with people, you know, and with the folks that we're working with. My default is to be a little more introspective and contemplate things and all that. So I, I have to push myself in that way to, you know, make sure that I'm giving our team everything that they need and I'm not holding them up. So that's always a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that. I have two virtual assistants and I could probably do a better job as well. I try to put myself reminders in my calendar every week that I do uh, check in with them, but it's true. What's almost more challenging for me is when I collaborate with, uh, with partners and we're on the same team. And, you know, that is almost because then it's like I'm so used to making my own decisions and I still get to do that for my team members. However, if we're both collaborating and it's a partner, then it's like, oh, but I want to do it this way. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, right. but, you know, consider this. And so I'm, I'm learning a lot in that area, I would say. So take me to an aha moment, Steve, a time where you had a big realization about something, business or life. Gosh, I, the hard part there is narrowing it down to one, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah. One of the things that I, I've learned on our own podcast with all the people we've interviewed is that when you get to a certain stage in business, if you've been around long enough, you've, you've unfortunately had lots of aha moments because you've been through a lot of stuff. But I think the big aha for me was um, when I first started this business and you know, went through challenges at the beginning, which, you know, often happens. And it was started in the midst of pretty rough economic time here in the U.S., just building through that quickly getting from zero up to you know a healthy six figure income and and having just that aha of like okay I can do that that now is not a difficult thing anymore and having the confidence to know that if I ever get in a situation where I've got to start over again whether I choose to or I'm forced to that I can get back to the level that I I want to be at very very quickly mm. Yeah, that must have been like a, this relief of just knowing that you're in charge, right? So that's, that's definitely, I, I wish more people had that because I see a lot of people, you know, struggling because I, I help either consultants or executive coaches or entrepreneurs, but then I also work with people in transition on their LinkedIn profile and it always, yeah, makes me kind of sad to see them that they're dependent on this company and then the company just 
does whatever they want with them, right? And so one day you're the superstar and then the next day it's like, okay, you can go now. Thank you very much. And so it's hard for them to stand on their own feet and say, okay, now what? How do I get to this point where you just said, yeah, that was a great realization that I can do this quickly. I'm back on my feet. So I wish there was more people who uh, kind of got to this realization that, you know, even if they were let go from a company, they can start over again. You know, and where I think that comes from, and, and I think this is an important point for everyone listening, confidence is something that we don't pay enough attention to. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times you look at the sort of the charismatic or the, the flamboyant leaders as being very confident. I don't think that necessarily is the key to it. Confidence really, to me, comes from looking at the accomplishments that you've made, giving yourself credit for them, and always sort of you know, pushing a little bit further the boundaries of, of what you can do just to exercise that muscle. You know, one of the, the practices that, that I do um, almost every day, usually about four or five days a week, is I exercise. Mm-hmm. And I think that alone can be a great way to grow that, that confidence muscle because you go do something that's physically difficult and challenging and, and you do it. And it sort of programs you to believe that, that you can do things. And so if I, I think by starting small like that, you really can work on that in a way that's meaningful, even in the bigger situations in business. And I, I really think that's what separates the people who get stuck from the people who ultimately get successful is that they really create, somehow they get to that point of confidence. I think you can do it intentionally. Yeah, so true. And, and, and it's a great example. It starts with your own life, like your health and, you know, all of these things that you do on a daily basis, because, you know, if everything is messed up on that end, well, then it's really difficult to show up for your clients or show up at a workplace and be confident if the rest is not working. So good point. Yeah. Let's switch gears a bit and talk about the three golden nuggets, like I like to call them. So these are habits and resources that you do. So the first one you already mentioned, uh, exercise. Maybe you have another personal habit that you want to share that you think contributes to your success. Sure. Well, I think exercise is important, um, definitely. The, the other is that I spend usually about 20 minutes every morning before I start working, you know, after the kids have gone to school and my wife's gone to work and, and I just sit and read. And, and I usually read a little bit in, in the Bible. I've got a day, daily sort of guide that I follow there. And, and I read a little bit of philosophy. And I just find that those two things sort of get me centered for the day. They kind of put things in perspective for me so that as I go through the day, whether things work really well that day or don't work as well, it's all kind of in the context of the fact that there have been human beings on this planet for a really long time and everything that I'm going through, somebody's been through already. It sort of modifies the highs. The highs aren't so high and the lows aren't so low, which actually makes getting things done for me a whole lot easier. Yeah, I like that. For me, it's it's walks in nature because it's kind of the same effect. You just realize how everything is perfect. You know, in nature, everything is always perfect. Or perfect, that doesn't mean like picture perfect, but it's just there. And it's just like this bigger picture that you then realize all your little 
problems, there's not these highs and lows anymore because you compare it with the overall picture, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What about something more kind of technical, an internet resource, some tool that you use online that you would like to share with the listeners? Sure. So one of the most effective tools that we use is a tool called Pipe Drive. It's a, a CRM system. And we use that both to schedule all the guests for our podcast. We use it with our clients. So we actually will work and, and schedule guests for them and do all of that outreach for them. And that's where we, you know, anyone who books an appointment that wants to work with us, they kind of go into that system and it helps us keep on track so we don't let anything fall through the cracks. And so we've been using that and just had a tremendous success with it. Great. Never heard of it. So I'm going to have to look it up. You mentioned that you read a lot. So I'm sure this question is also difficult to pick one book, but you can also mention two. So which book would you recommend to the Interobus Growth audience and why? Well, I'll tell you, the probably one of the best business books I've read in the last couple of years is a book called Talk Triggers. And it's by Jay Bayer, B-A-E-R. And Jay just does a, he, he's a great guy. I had him on our podcast and, and got to talk to him. And the book is fantastic. If you want to look for ways to kind of create unique experiences, simple but unique experiences for your clients and your potential clients, he just breaks down a framework for doing that. And I think he's done a, an excellent job with the book. And, and uh, if you take that and apply those things, it can work really, really well. We were already doing something. So when we interview someone on our podcast, we send out a box in the mail to them. And the box has got some information that preps the guests and helps them know what they need to do and answers questions that they have, helps them understand how to promote it and all that. But we also, for a while, we were, we were including a little gift card, a Starbucks gift card. And after I interviewed Jay, we, we all kind of put our heads together and said, well, how can we make this even better? And so now we send a little gift along and it's really just made such an impression on the people that we have on our podcast. And it's, it's gotten, so just yesterday, um, we had two of our guests before the interview, they'd received the box, they posted it on social media. So it's having that kind of as a side benefit for us, but we just did it because we thought it'd be fun. And so in the book, they talk about how to think about doing those sorts of things in a way that makes sense for your business. It's just a great book. Right. That sounds amazing. And, and it took me a while to figure out the title, Talk Triggers. I'm like, has something to do with talking and networking. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, the box and, and the gift. Yeah, it's and all about word of mouth. About yeah. It. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and so if I can do two, and, and the, the other one is uh, Seth Godin's latest book, This Is Marketing. Any, anything he sends out, if you own a business, you need to read it. Yeah, that's true. And he's pretty prolific about writing. Yeah, so. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. So I have this thing about marketing, right? Because I have my LinkedIn business, but then also I've been running an online business uh, since 2007, eight, And so online marketing and all that. And I think what is this one thing that has always motivated me in marketing is to market with integrity. And so I want to ask you the question, what does that mean to you as an introvert to market your business with integrity? Well, we, we use a phrase, purity of intent. Mm -hmm. And I learned that actually from one of our clients. Uh, it's a phrase that he used for years. And for me, what that means, and it sort of in, infuses everything that we do, 
anything that we do to market our, our business and, and for the marketing that we do for our clients, it, the same applies. It has to come from a place of sincerity and authenticity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the ways we use our podcast, we invite people on that, that we think would be good potential clients, but we invite them on also because they'd be great people to interview people that I truly want to have a relationship with, you know, whether we do business or not. So that's kind of the fundamental principle that we use. And because I totally agree with you. I mean, there's so much out there that just seems sleazy. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing you can do in business, whenever you see so much of that going on is go the complete opposite direction. And so that that's kind of how we approach everything. It has to pass that that purity of intent test. Yeah. Do you think introverts feel different about integrity? Like it's kind of this stronger feeling that they have to act in integrity because otherwise they just feel sleazy and icky? Or do you think it doesn't matter introvert or extrovert? I don't think it matters. I've met introverts that didn't have a lot of integrity and I've met extroverts that had a tremendous amount of integrity. So I think that there are other factors that lead to that, but I do think it's critical. I mean, if you're going to be in business for the long haul, it's absolutely critical that you have it. And um, I, I guess th- to be honest, it, it, I want to build a business where we have clients that stay with us for a long time. Right. My first business, our client base, the longest term client we had was 25 years. In other words, the, basically the first client was there with us when I left that firm. Wow. Still, and probably the average tenure was 10 years you know, and so they, they tended to stay with us for a long time. And so I've kind of come from that. I mean, that's what I learned in business is that you build those kind of relationships because they make everything else easier. Right. And the only way to build those kind of relationships is to act in integrity. Yeah. Because it takes, it takes effort to invest in a relationship. So, so uh, might as well be for the long term, right? Right. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Steve. Thank you so much. I always end with kind of a mindful ending. So what are you grateful for today or this week? I'll be honest. I'm grateful for being here. I'm oh, grateful for, me too. <laughs> for you taking the opportunity and taking, giving me the opportunity to be in front of your audience and in touch with them and, and for the opportunity to have a fun conversation today. And so thank you. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing this and your story with fellow introverts. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. Steve has put together a great resource page for you at unstoppableceo.net forward slash introvert. There you can get your free guide to landing new clients without selling and also watch the free training on how to pre-sell prospects so that they're predisposed to do business with you. Thanks so much, Steve, for offering that to my audience. And as always, you'll find this episode's show notes at saracenacroce.com forward slash episode 81. And if you're listening to this show on a mobile device, you can click on the description and you'll find all the links in there as well. This is Sarah Senecroce signing off from the Introvert Biz Growth Podcast. Remember, you need to use your unique introverted superpowers in order to make a difference. Mm-hmm.